0: Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey, hey, everyone. How are we? I hope everyone is doing well. Can't believe it's the end of summer. I I just realized I have to pick up a parking permit for this semester, which I have just not been doing. Like Their hours are from... 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. And then they have some extended pickup hours today. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> I like I'm not ready for school to start. I overplanned this weekend with podcasts and then remembered, like, oh, I need to read for my graduate school program. So that's really fun. But anyway, how are we? Is everybody good? Um, there's no teen mom again this week. There's no teen mom until after Labor Day. So I'm not sure what I'm gonna do next week, but this week I am going to talk about Sister Wives. I had so much fun talking about Plathville. I hope you guys liked that. Um, if you don't know, my Patreon, Liz Explains It All, was kind of started as a Sister Wives recapping podcast. That was like my plan. I was like, oh, I'll just recap Sister Wives starting at the first episode. And then I let people like pay to commission episodes. And that's kind of how it took on like the life of its own, where I talked about non-Sister Wives things, which is good because I don't know, Sister Wives isn't that good to recap all of the time. I like Sister Wives a lot. Like I it's an entertaining show, but kind of like Teen Mom, it's not an every week show. The reality is like most things I like don't lend themselves to a weekly recap. I mean, Bravo shows, obviously, but every other person does Bravo show, show recaps. I can't even talk. Does Bravo show recaps. So Sister Wives, like, you kind of have to do a couple episodes, and I really like doing the random topics, so I kind of moved away from that. But I'm going to talk about the Browns today. If you are interested in hearing me talk more about the Browns, you can join my Patreon, patreon.com slash Liz And you can listen to the back catalog. There's like a decent amount of Sister Rive stuff on there from the beginning, like from the beginning of the podcast. Oh, and I've seen some people say that they like really can't subscribe, like can't, I've seen some people unsubscribe from my Patreon because they can't access the episodes because the Patreon app sucks so much which, yes, it does, Um, but just a pro tip, like if you use Patreon for anybody, for any podcast, like you do not need to go on that app. I have not used that app since 2017, maybe. Every podcast that you subscribe to gives you what's called an RSS feed. You get it in your welcome email. It's also like in the, if you go on your desktop, it's in like the My Membership tabs, and if you're on the app, I think it's in the Overview tab if you go to my Instagram, I posted like a step-by-step story, how to get the RSS feed. And then you can put the RSS feed into your podcast player. So your Patreon podcast shows up like any other podcast that you're subscribed to. Unfortunately, Spotify doesn't allow RSS feeds. I, I don't use Spotify for podcasts. My thing with Spotify is like I don't want my music and my podcast to be in the same place. I would need like some sort of profile, like if I could toggle between like one place where only my music lives and one place where only my podcast lives, but I really don't want them to be in the same place. That really, it's not appealing to me, but hopefully Spotify will add RSS feeds because they obviously want to be like the main podcast provider, so... We'll see if that happens. But yeah, get the RSS feed. That's leto, leto. I cannot talk this morning. That's letter R as in Robert, S as in Sam, S is in Sam. It just makes things so much easier. I Every single podcast I've ever uh, subscribed to on Patreon, I've listened via the RSS feed. So yeah, that's it for Patreon plug, which is like general Patreon knowledge. It really sucks that their app sucks so much. I don't really know why they like haven't figured that out. It's been a problem since I first started using them in 2016, I think is when I found Patreon, when I like subscribed to somebody's Patreon for the first time and it sucks that they haven't figured that one out. But we're going to talk about the Browns. Um, because Teen Mom is not back yet. As I said, I am looking forward to Teen Mom Young and Pregnant coming back. Oh, I just, Kate's in labor. My friend Jess just texted me that Caitlin is in labor. Remember, Caitlin's pregnant. I totally forgot about that. She was calling the baby, Baby Z. And I was really hoping for the baby to meet, be named Zelda. I think that would be cute. It would kind of go with the rest of their names. But now they're calling the baby, Baby R., and so, I don't know. Maybe they're gonna name him like Robin. You know that Tyler loves Batman, so Batman and Robin. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? But like, probably R O B Y N would be my guess. Um, I kind of hope that it's not actually Baby R, and they're just calling her that for some reason. That it's gonna be a V. It is going to be a Z, and that it will be Zelda. But. We'll see, I guess. Hopefully the baby will be here soon and we'll know the name. That's, I mean, that's the only thing I ever care about when somebody has a baby. <laughs> What's its name? <laughs> so we can judge the name, of course. All right, let's talk about Sister Ives. Let's talk about the Brown family. I am feeling kind of weird. I'm feeling very brain foggy this week trying to adjust to, once again, a new medicine dose. So please bear with me. It's been tough. Um Tough adjusting and trying to figure shit out. So, I am doing my best to not just live in a constant state of brain fog. It's getting worse a little bit, honestly. So, yeah, just bear with me. You know, bear with me as we go through this. I wanted to talk about a specific thing that happened in the Sister Rives universe. Like I've said, I personally find an episode by episode recap to be kind of boring of Sister Wives. So usually when I do talk about it, I like to pick an event that happens like Tony and uh, McKelty's wedding or Mary getting catfished. Although I will say like the last season of Sister Wives actually fucking ruled. Like it was so good. Like individual episodes. I, I cannot believe how good it was. Like having Cody on camera straight up being like, I do not like any of these women except for Robin I don't want to be with them is basically what he said Uh, it was thrilling as I said last week with the plaths like I love to watch a family fall apart in real time I want to feel an authentic separation of a family you know, it can be sometimes a little put on and people think it's going for the storyline. And the thing that I like about Sisterwives last season is that it very clearly was not about a storyline. Like these people hate them, hate each other, and they are miserable together. And Cody is such an asshole, but he won't actually leave any of the women because he has this like, you know, in his religion, he's not allowed to. But it's like... Okay, so you just like stay married to women you hate. Yeah, I guess that is how it works for a lot of people. But he won't act like husband with Mary. He barely acts like a husband with Christine. Him and Janelle have whatever him and Janelle have going on. And then he is in like a monogamous relationship with Robin. And finally seeing them fucking admit this. That's always the thing that like has bothered me the most about Sister Wives is that they're fucking liars. (laughs) Like they actually have like quite a troublesome family and quite a lot of drama and none of them are happy. And so I cannot stand when they're like, well, you know, (laughs) I'm just lucky to have Sister Wives because I get all the extra help. And it's, like, okay, but, like, do you get the extra help? Because I don't think any of you get along. And, like, Robin has a nanny living with her because these three sister wives of hers are so uninterested in helping her raise her children, which, like, I don't blame them for. I don't say that, like, as a slight to any of the other women. They just, like, don't function that way. Even when they lived in Vegas on their cul-de-sac, even, I think, when they lived in Utah, honestly, I think that people when it comes to the Browns, have a really rosy idea of what their Utah life looked like. I think that very clearly in the first season, they are trying to sell us a story that like doesn't exist. They're trying to show that they're like the cool, normal polygamists, and we're also happy, and we're choosing this, and everything is incredible, and now we're getting a new wife, and in my opinion, none of them have ever been happy from what I can tell. Um, I have not read their book really because their book was incredibly boring and they didn't have an audio book. And at the time I like really wasn't physically reading stuff. As I've talked about, I am now, but it's still, it was boring. But the things that I did read and then like the excerpts I've read, like they've never been happy. They really financially struggled for quite a long time. If you guys don't know, like Christine Brown was on like government welfare until they moved to Vegas, basically, like while they were on the show, she was getting food stamps because she applied as a single woman (laughs) because that's, you know, what they do, which like whatever I... I don't fucking care. You know, I'm get. i like the FLDS. I'm like, bleed the beast, baby. You know, that's what the FLDS calls it when you, like, uh, abuse food stamps or, like, when you defraud uh, welfare agencies. They call it bleeding the beast because the beast is the government. And so the idea is that, like, you're not doing anything wrong as long as you're taking from the... government because the government is evil so like yeah I like bleed the beast all you want like I don't really care but they present their life to be one thing and in my opinion it doesn't seem to reflect reality and something that I find frustrating about the Sister Wives fandom in general is this idea that They were so happy and everything was amazing in Utah and then Robin came in and destroyed the family and it's her fault and if they just never had Robin, everybody still would have been happy, joyous, and free and it's like they were never happy, joyous, and free. They were not because here's the thing, religious patriarchal polygamy is not good. Um, Have I ever talked about Sister Rives on Feathers in My Hair? I don't think I have. I really can't remember. Um, But I just want to make a couple things clear. Apologies if you are a patron and you've kind of heard me give the spiel before. But when it comes to polyamory, I'm totally cool with that. I don't think it's really, I don't think I would be interested in a polyamorous relationship or as every guy on Tinder calls it ethical (laughs) non-monogamy. If you guys noticed that one too, ethical non-monogamy is how they call it. That's a mouthful. But I don't have any problem with polyamory. I think that if people want to have open relationships in any way, shape, or form, as long as everybody's fully consenting, that is totally fine. I really, I don't think monogamy is or has to be for everyone. Like, It's truly a judgment-free zone when it comes to me and like polyamory and like what people want to do in their relationships. But when I'm talking about the Browns, I'm not talking about polyamory, and I think it's incredibly important to distinguish this point. What I'm talking about and what I call it, what the name that I give it, which I don't, I did not invent this. (laughs) Clearly, I did not invent this, but I use it to express what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is religious patriarchal polygamy. And obviously what that means is polygamy that you do because of the religion that you are and its patriarchal nature. So that's what the Browns practice, religious patriarchal polygamy. That's also what like any fundamentalist Mormon that does polygamy is doing religious patriarchal polygamy. Um, I think that it's really important to distinguish the two and I just use polygamy. Personally, I don't really know any polyamorous people that would use the phrase polygamous. That was actually a big problem I had with the show Seeking Sister Wives. I did cover that on my Patreon. That show I really liked, but it felt weird that like a lot of these couples were very clearly just Polyamorous and TLC, for whatever reason, I guess, had decided like we are only calling these couples polygamous. Like, you have to talk about seeking a sister wife and you have to be a polygamist when that's not what they are. Like, there are definitely a couple couples that have been on this show or a couple families, whatever, relationships that have been on this show that are very clearly just like poly, regular polyamorous people, People and like hearing them talk about sister wives, it's just very weird and like unnatural. Like in last season, what are their names? Savan? That's not his name. <laughs> I was going to say sliver. <laughs> you know, the weirdos, like those two weird people that were basically normal, like they weren't religious. They weren't doing this out of some, like, moral philosophy about life. They just, like, happened to be polyamorous, but they kept being like, we want a sister wife and telling people they practice polygamy. I'm, like, there's no way that they talk like this in their life. And also, I'm pretty sure the women have sex in a lot of these. That's another difference between religious patriarchal polygamy is that, like, There is a husband, and he has multiple wives, and he has a separate relationship with each wife. They do not have relationships with one another, and really technically, like, their relationships, like, they each have their own individual marriage that essentially has nothing to do with each other. And that's why this shit doesn't work, right? Because that's not true, that is not a reflection of reality it, it to say that like their relationships have nothing to do with one another is unhinged they live in the same home and they fuck the same man like what do you mean they have nothing to do with one another and this is what you see in the brown family like making a ton of issues is that they all have like this insane jealousy that they just like repressed deep down and like it pops up occasionally because they have this like crazy idea that they are all in separate relationships. And obviously, like when you're polyamorous, it doesn't always mean that there's like uh, like bisexual stuff happening or anything like that. Like there can be in polyamorous relationships, a man that has multiple relationships with women that don't sleep with one another, but they all kind of accept that like we're all a part of this gang, like we're all in this together. And that is not what's happening in patriarchal polygamy. If you are interested in religious patriarchal polygamy, obviously you should go out and read every book written about people who have left the FLTS. <laughs> like I did at one point. I haven't uh read any in like a while, but I would say if you if there was a book about uh, the FLDS published before 2013 or 2014. Like I have read it. I have read almost every single memoir about the FLDS. They were like my special interests for a long time. I've always seen people on TikTok talk about special in- interests with neuroi- neurodivergent people. And In my opinion, like it doesn't usually really apply to people with ADD, but sometimes people with ADHD say that they they have that. I don't have that, but there are definitely things that I get like fixated on and just like want to read a lot about, but I don't think it's like a hyper fixation. I just like, oh, this topic is interesting. I want to learn more about it. And for a while for me, that was definitely the FLDS. I, I mean, it just, it's really fucking interesting. The Browns live a pretty different life than the FLDS, but I do think that it's a good explanation of like, how religious patriarchal polygamy does not work. So the Brown family, as you all know, are on Sister Wives. They lived in Utah. Then they lived in Vegas. Now they live in Flagstaff, Arizona, which why they live in Flagstaff, Arizona, the world may never know. Truly, the world may never know. They had a perfect setup in Vegas. I've heard that they possibly had... um a bubble loan? What's that? A balloon loan. <laughs> a bubble loan. They had a balloon loan on those Vegas houses, which is why after five years, they like all of a sudden had to like had to sell them and move. And a balloon loan is basically like you are only paying, like let's say you're only paying interest. You're not paying any of your principal for a certain amount of time. And then after that period of time, then like a significant amount of money is owed. And if you don't pay that money then you're defaulting on your loan. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I worked for someone who um got himself into some financial trouble that involved legal trouble that I genuinely believe was not his fault. Um, that's not true. I believe that he was he 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 did what he was being accused of doing but not out of maliciousness. I think out of trusting the wrong person. He was a lawyer and escrow funds got mixed. Like, and that's never allowed to happen. He he basically just like didn't cover his ass in the way that he should have been, but he got himself into this issue, which then caused a bunch of financial issues. I mean, this is still going on like six years later however many years but he like had balloon loans and they were due and it was a fucking mess and he like defaulted on them. So I kind of think that's what happened in Vegas. I don't know if that's ever been like confirmed, but I think that's kind of like the accepted fandom truth. Um, the Browns are a terrible family. They have always been a terrible family. They will always be a terrible family because they are not in a relationship that is built to last. Like, they are not in a situation in which a healthy relationship can flourish. Okay, I'm going to take a little break here, and then we're going to get into the topic that I've decided to cover. When I was thinking, I was like, hmm, should I do like a vacation that they took? And then I realized I've never really talked about the divorce that happens, at least not in detail. So if you are not a Sister Wives fan, I'm going to give you a tiny little rundown. There is a family that, like I said, lived in Utah. The father is Cody Brown. The husband is Cody Brown. His first wife is Mary. Um, Cody did not grow up in polygamy. He grew up regular mainstream LDS. He went away on his mission. He came back and his father had joined the FLDS. His parents had joined the FLDS. His father had taken a second wife, and he had joined a church called the AUB, which is the, um, Apple, apost. how do you say the word? Apostolic? A, A-P- I don't know. Um, the AUB. <laughs> it's, the A is like the apolistic or whatever that fucking word is. Epo- I don't know. I'm not even going to try and say it anymore. United Brethren. They are an like a fundamentalist Mormon group, but they are not the fundamentalist latter day saints. They're not the FLDS specifically. The FLDS is its own specific sect. And then there are a bunch of different fundamentalist Mormons that do this thing where they call it practicing the principle, the principle of plural marriage. These groups split off from fundamental or from mainstream Mormonism when Utah banned polygamy, basically to become a state Uh, The federal government like put a lot of pressure on the state of Utah and was like, you can't become a state unless you stop polygamy. So the LDS church decided to ban polygamy and not just ban it, but they're like really fucking strict about it. Like there is no polygamy in mainstream Mormonism whatsoever. Like uh, a lot of like mainstream Mormons don't really know anything about polygamy at all. Janelle the second wife who grew up mainstream Mormon um, says that like she didn't even know it was a thing when she was growing up. There's this big issue because a lot of um, people that were raised Mormon like didn't know about the history of polygamy in the church and then they found it as an adult and felt very lied to about by their religion. But it's a story for a different time that it doesn't really affect the Browns. But they practice this thing called the principle of plural marriage and they are part of their church, the AUB. The AUB is a little more mainstream than the FLDS as in they you know they dress modestly but as far as like the way they look they look a lot like any other person in Utah. Um their principles are in a lot of ways very similar to the LDS. They actually <laughs> there's um a really good podcast called The Year of Polygamy. I believe that's what it's called. It some of it can be dry. It's pretty academic in some cases, but they have a really interesting episode on the AUB. And the AUB like literally lifted like doctrine from the LDS church. Like they went and infiltrated like the temple by having people like work undercover to like take secret stuff from them to implement in their church. Um, another thing of note is that the AUB is like incredibly racist, incredibly purposefully racist. Um, as I'm sure most people know, black people could not hold priesthood until like the seventies in the LDS church and the AUB as I'm pretty sure still has that doctrine. Um, they're just, they're very, very racist. They like condemn the LDS church for allowing like black people to hold priesthood that like they're, they're gross. They're awful. As far as I can tell, the Browns are not really part of the church anymore. They don't seem to be aligned with the church anymore. But when we met them on the show, they definitely were. So Cody's father had joined that church. Cody joins. He meets Mary and Mary's father. Mary's father became a polygamist when Mary was five, I believe. So she was mostly raised in polygamy. And Mary and Cody get married and they decide that they are going to be polygamous. So not everybody in the AUB, although they all believe in the principle of plural marriage, not everyone in the AUB, like, has a plural marriage. Because, like I said, they're pretty mainstream. So Cody, at one point, decides that he is going to court Janelle. Janelle is the ex-wife of Mary's brother, <laughs> Like I said, she was raised mainstream Mormon. She decided to join this family. Um, Mary and Janelle never, ever, ever got along, ever. Like from the moment they met, they did not get along. They actually, Janelle and Cody had planned their wedding to be on Mary's birthday. (laughs) And Mary, of course, like flipped out. And I believe it was Mary's mom had to like beg Janelle to change the date because Mary was so upset about it. Um, Mary is an emotional person, I think. Mary is so meek, she's very timid. She even talks about in in the little bit that I read of this book, she talks about the fact that like she had been in this church her entire life, essentially, and Cody joined. And Cody is very magnetic, right? Like I <laughs> This is not me saying I like Cody, but it's like undeniable that he's charismatic, he likes attention. Like, there's a reason that he's the star of a reality TV show, right? Like, this family got on TV because of Cody. He's watchable. He has a certain energy about him. He likes to be the center of attention. So as soon as Cody joins this church, he, like, makes a bunch of friends. He becomes quite popular. And so when he started dating Mary, apparently people would be like, oh, who is that new girl in the church that Cody is dating? (laughs) that's like it's upsetting that's depressing like she has just always been super super shy but she's very passive aggressive and can be very cruel so Janelle is like she considers herself Miss Logic she's always like trying to be rational and find like the logistical way to deal with it she was the wife that really worked to support their family I see a lot of people like credit Janelle as just like some financial genius. But like, as far as I can tell, Janelle has not had a non-TV job since really they moved to Vegas. She would like, you know, she tried to be a real estate agent. She never seemed very successful at anything that she did. So I'm not quite sure like why the audience views her as like the financially smart one. Um, She doesn't like, I don't know. She doesn't really seem to be that way in their TV lives. But when they were in Utah. Yes, she was the one. She was one of the wives that really worked hard and to support the rest of the family. Cody worked and Janelle worked. Mary worked part-time. So Mary and Janelle have never gotten along. It's been like horrible, horrible, screaming, terribleness. Um, At one point, Janelle took her kids and like moved out for multiple years, which they don't really talk about on the show but they have just never liked one another. And then there is Christine, who grew up in a family. Her grandfather um, was like the head of the AUB. He was actually arrested in the raids that happened um, in the 50s in Utah, where they went and arrested um, a bunch of polygamous men. And it was actually like a terrible PR move. It's kind of the reason that the FLDS was allowed to get away with what they ended up getting away with because in the 50s the Utah government decided that they were like going to crack down on polygamy and they went and they arrested a bunch of men and it was just such a bad look in the press because these men were not guilty of anything but living as polygamous as you know as far as we know and it just looked like they were ripping children from their mothers. It was just really, really bad PR. And so the government kind of decided to take this handoff approach to polygamy. And that's why the FLDS was kind of able to like really start to uh, like consolidate power and do their underage weddings and just be really abusive and break all of these laws because the government had kind of decided to leave polygamists alone. Now, should polygamous? Oh, there goes cookie. Should polygamous be left alone? Like, yes, in general, but they let it go too far, and we see what happened with more Jeffs in the FLDS. Anyway, Christine is from like a long line of important AUB members. However, her mom did leave polygamy before she even got married, I believe. Uh, before Christine got married or shortly after, but her mom left polygamy sometime in the 90s. So, Christine, she also has an aunt and a cousin that are pretty outspoken about being anti polygamy. So, Christine does have people outside of her life that are not polygamous anymore. Because you hear a lot of people being like, Christine won't leave because it's all she knows you know she like she doesn't know it. she doesn't have any like non-family that's not polygamous and it's just not true she's seen quite a few people leave so that's the core three wives um by the time they married Christine they didn't have any children mary has had fertility issues uh, so they married christine pretty quickly after they married janelle and at christine's wedding janelle was I think like nine months pregnant. I think Mary was shortly behind her. So by the time the first child was born, and that's Logan, Janelle's oldest son, all three wives were there and they stayed this way until 15 plus years later when Cody decides he's going to take a fourth wife and he meets Robin. Robin has three children from a previous marriage. She was married to a man named... Why can't I think of his name? He's um David Jessup. Jessup. Jessup is a big FLDS name. The thing is, it's like in these fundamentalist groups, there are only like eight last names. <laughs> because these men have so many children and they also have a lot of like intermarrying between pretty close relatives. So, He is David Jessup, but I don't know like how related he is to like Meryl Jessup, who is the husband of Carolyn Jessup, who wrote the book Escape. If you are going to read an FLDS book and you're not quite sure where to start, I would definitely suggest Escape by Carolyn Jessup. I think that's kind of like the easiest way in and it does a really good job of explaining everything and how she left. And she was married to this man named Meryl Jessup, who's a fucking monster and a very, very powerful, powerful man. So Robin was married to him. They had three children um, and they end up getting a divorce. She moves back to Utah. I think they were living in, like Montana. She's a single mom. She's struggling. She meets Cody. They fall super in love and we see them get married on the first season of Sister Wives. So after they come out on the show because polygamists kind of live in secret, the thing is in Utah like I know I just said that the government left polygamists alone, but unlike many other states, Utah's bigamy laws include somebody like not just being married legally to two people, but it includes spiritual marriages or calling more than one woman your wife, basically. So polygamists that live in Utah are breaking bigamy laws. Now, they almost never get arrested for this, but it is a law on the book. When arrives Ives premieres, um, the sheriff of the county they live in starts mucking shit up. They start talking with press that they are going to do an investigation. Um, there is talk from, like, the district attorney's office that there might be charges on Cody. And so the family flees to Vegas in the middle of the night. It's very dramatic. It's too dramatic. But I will say, like, he was under investigation. He wasn't arrested, but he definitely was under investigation. So they moved to Vegas, which is where we are when this episode that we are going to talk about, well, really two episodes, takes place. I'm talking about the season finale of season eight and then the first episode of season nine because those all deal with one another. And what is going on at this point is they've been married to Robin for think f- they say actually repeatedly four and a half years. So it's been four and a half years since his wedding to Robin. They are living in Vegas and Robin says that her ex-husband was quite abusive. Um, people don't like Robin, so they don't believe her. I mean, I personally don't have any reason not to believe her when it comes to that. Uh The reality is, is that this man did not continue really seeing his kids was not paying child support. He seems like a fucking loser. So and eventually he agrees to sign over the rights to his children so that he doesn't have to pay any more child support. Like that says all I need to know. And I believe Robin here. I am not a Robin hater. I know. I know people fucking hate Robin. They think Robin is the literal devil. Like they think that she came into this family and destroyed this loving happy family my thing is I don't think Robin's any worse than the rest of them and they all suck like I I just don't get why people think that Robin is like this incredible master manipulator who is like I they just think she's like She's so cunning and calculated, and I really don't think that she is. I think she fucks up and has issues, but I think all of them do. Like, I I don't know. I, I, I just don't think she's nearly as bad as most people think that she is. I watch her and I find it annoying when she cries. I think she does creepy things. I think she definitely can be manipulative, but they all can be because they all have to be because they are living living in a system in which you have to manipulate to get any sort of attention or to like make sure your children are the ones that are getting like priority and correct treatment. So to me, it's kind of like don't hate the player, hate the game. And I hate the game of religious patriarchal polygamy. And I just don't, it doesn't bother me as much as it seems to bother everyone else. I think that like Robin gets, she's like an easy person to hate because she is, when they get married, she's quite a bit younger. I mean, she's like 10 years younger than Mary, I think, or 10 plus years younger. She is much prettier than the other wives. She's quite thin where the other wives are not. Um, She right away is like (laughs) having her kids call Cody daddy. I get why people don't like her and I get why people view her as kind of ripping the family apart. I personally think what ripped the family apart is Cody deciding to put them on TV and then deciding that they need to flee in the middle of the night. I just don't think Robin is like nearly as evil and calculated as other people th- seem to think she is. I think she just kind of sucks, and but I think they all kind of suck. <laughs> I have reasons to find all of them as pretty shitty and annoying, and Robin just doesn't bother me more than anybody else does. But Robin has these three kids. They have a father. She goes on to have two more children with Cody. At this point, she has her one child, Solomon. And they are, there's a lot of talk of Cody adopting Robin's children. But they cannot because Cody and Robin are not legally married. Cody and Robin are only spiritually married. Um, here's the thing with Cody and Robin. Cody didn't love any of his other wives. Um I think he cared for them. I think he cared for Mary, I think he cared for Janelle, I think he cared for Christine, but I don't think he ever loved them and I kind of think that he was always like, okay, well like this is what relationships are, this is what love is, like I'm happy, things are fine. You know, he and Mary were quite young when they married. They were definitely virgins when they married. I just don't think that he ever had anything else to compare it to. And I think that he was never deeply in love with any of these women. And then he met Robin. And for the first time in his life, he fell in love. Like, like, I think that's what happened. I think he was like, oh, shit. Like, this is love. And then he fucked her. And he was like, oh, this is good sex? Like, I think he just, like, got fucked good for the first time in his life. Oh, and by the way, I 100% think Cody and Robin were having sex before they got married. They talk about the fact that they kissed before they got married, which is, like, a total no-go for their religion, apparently. But I personally think that they were probably having sex almost immediately. When you watch that first season, their chemistry is, like, fucking through the roof. Like, these people had sex. So they're both in their... Cody's in his late 40s, I think, at that point. Robin's in her 30s. Cody has 15 children at that point. Robin has three kids. Like, get out of here. They're having sex. They're adults. They're adults. They had sex. (laughs) They can say all day that they didn't, but they definitely did. And I think that Cody, like, for the first time, felt what real love felt like in the book, which, once again, I read about 17 pages of. Cody goes through his list of things that he likes about each wife. I actually need to find this because it's just so horrific. Okay, this is how Cody describes his wives. To be honest, I'm not sure if any one of my wives could fulfill all my needs, nor do I believe that I'm fulfilling all of theirs. Janelle and I can talk business. With Christine, I can enjoy the lightness of being together. With Mary, the world is structured and organized. Her house is peaceful and in order. When Robin came into the family, she brought in about an emotional honesty that required me to start dealing with a lot of things that I avoided. (laughs) Basically, what he's saying is like Robin's the only wife that ever like made me look at myself and have like any sort of emotional intimacy like that's tough they talk all of the time about the fact that like Robin is the only one who can get him to talk Robin is the only one that like has any sway over Cody when there's an issue the wives will go to Robin because Robin knows how to get him to like talk to her and agree to things because Robin and Cody are in love with one another and Cody is not in love with the rest of them. By the way, I like that Cody says, I don't think any one wife could fulfill all my needs. And I don't think they are. Like I don't think I'm fulfilling their needs. It's like, okay, so where are their needs getting fulfilled, Cody? Where? Because they only have one husband. So what what does that mean for them? Imagine your husband saying the thing that he likes about you is that your house is peaceful. <laughs> Which I'm sure it was because when they lived in Utah and they lived in that like three apartment conjoined house, Mary and Janelle both had six children in these pretty small apartments and Mary only had one. I bet her house was quiet. I bet her house was peaceful. I bet she had the nicest shower. Apparently, Cody never used to shower at Christine's house, which was like a big issue for her, but they probably only had one bathroom and Mary had nice shower things and Christine had toys in her bathtub, you know, because she had so many kids there. Oh, gosh. So like I said, I just think that like Cody and Robin are in love and I don't think he's in love with the rest of them. And I don't think they're really in love with him either. Right after they move to Vegas, Christine falls in to this deep depression and she talks about how it does have to do with the fact that Cody has married Robin and she's feeling very jealous. I think Christine was always the favorite before uh, Robin came into the family. Like if you see, he writes that, you know, he talks business with Janelle, Mary's house is peaceful, but Christine is lighthearted and funny. So I'm sure they were always laughing and she just felt like she was the favorite and she probably was. And I think Christine had looked around and was like, okay, Cody's an asshole, but he's an asshole to everyone. You know, like He's not just being an asshole to me. Like, everybody thinks he's an asshole because he is an asshole. And so I can deal with this. That's just how Cody is, right? Like, that's just how my husband is. It's fine. I can deal with that. And then Robin comes and she sees, oh, wait, that's not how my husband is. He just doesn't love us. (laughs) He loves Robin. So that's how he's acting with Robin. And I... I've never experienced that and that is deeply sad and I can imagine is deeply depressing and I think part of the reason that the family fell apart is like uh, you just can't come back from realizing that your husband doesn't love you I think and I don't think that's Robin's fault I think that she just like she just held a mirror up to the family you know what I mean and they finally had to confront what was always true So at this point on the show, they really want to adopt Robin's children, but they cannot adopt Robin's children because Cody is not their legal stepfather. Usually to do a stepfather adoption or a adoption like that, like there has to be a legal marriage. Uh, You can't be married to somebody else. So season uh, episode eight, the last episode of the season opens with Mary... Deciding that she is going to do something for the family. She decides that she is going to go to a lawyer and ask about a divorce from Cody. She says she doesn't want to leave Cody, but she wants them to be able to adopt the kids. There's a lot of talk of if something happens to Robin, the kids will have to go live with their biological father, which is true, right? Like we talk about this with Aubrey and Adam. Like that's some real shit. Like, if something was to happen to Robin, like, Cody wouldn't have custody of those kids. And Cody is the one that lives with those kids, I mean, supposedly only a day or two a week, but all of the time <laughs> because he lives with Robin because Robin is his wife and the rest of the women are just, like, people that he has to sometimes support and see their children. Yeah. All, they all talk about how great of a father Cody is, and he really does not seem like a good father to me. Janelle once said that Cody's kids are his soulmates, and I was like, that's weird. <laughs> like, that's a weird way to describe this. I think they convince themselves of a lot of things that are not true in order, in order to, like, stay on planet Earth. <laughs> it's like a delusion in order to, like, put one foot in front of the other. But I don't think that this is an irrational fear. And they. Robin keeps saying that the kids want to be adopted by Cody. They call him dad. They want to be part of the Brown family. They want the Brown last name, which I believe, I believe to an extent. I mean, do I think that Robin is the reason that they want Cody to adopt him? Yes. Of course I do. I think that Robin is always telling them like, that's daddy. Don't you want to be adopted by dad? Don't you wish dad could adopt you? Call him dad. Call him dad. Um, I think that's probably a big part of it. But I also think like, realistically like their dad wasn't, in, their bio dad was not in their life. He wasn't. They would see him every once in a while and that's kind of it. He wasn't paying child support. He was making no real effort to be a father. So I mean, whatever. Like I think Cody, I think it's good that he adopted them. But they kind of realize that the only way that this is going to happen is if Robin and Cody are married. Now, on the show, they present it as Mary, like, gets this idea. She doesn't tell anyone. She goes and asks their lawyer, Ron, and then she just, like, presents it to Robin and Cody, like this little gift that she's giving them. And they are, like, flabbergasted. I will say, when she tells Robin and Cody I actually rewound it twice to watch their faces because they do look shocked. Like, they both make it like their eyes get big. Like, this was not, they were not expecting to hear it at this time, but I am sure that this had come up a lot. Like, it's just reality, right? Like, that would be the only way to adopt the kids. Um, and Mary decides to, like, do this very altruistic thing for them now. Here's the thing. Robin and Mary were quite close when she came into the family. Um, Then they eventually have some issues and they're not nearly as close and they kind of never really get as close again. I personally think that Mary likes women. I think she probably likes men too, but I think that she likes women and I kind of think she was in love with Robin (laughs) because Mary was the one that supposedly like met Robin first and like set her up with Cody. Once again though, anytime they say that, I'm like, Is that true? Do I believe that? Are they saying that because, like, they want us to believe that to be true? Because part of Sister Rives is them constantly telling us how much they fucking love being Sister Rives and being in a plural marriage. Even though, like, in the next scene, they'll be like, Mary and I have physically fought seven times, but... Those monogamous women don't even get to experience this joy. Like, it's, it's so bizarre. Every Everything they do and say contradicts this idea that they, like, love being in a plural marriage and that it's so worth it for them. And yet they say it all of the time. So I'm sure this has come up. I am curious, like, how Cody and Robin were kind of pressuring Mary to do this. I think they must have been pressuring Mary to do this. Now, if you guys will all remember, Mary was catfished eventually. She meets what she thinks is a man online. She sends him a picture of her sucking down a banana, pretending like she's sucking dick. Um, She would leave him voicemails that have since been released. She was like fully planning on her leaving her family Um, It turned out that that catfish was a woman, so there was no one to leave the family for. It all comes out. It has to be a storyline on the show because it was coming out in the tabloids. Mary to this day is like never really admitted she cheated, which is weird because she had like a long, a long relationship with this catfish. Like she said that she was in love with him, that she didn't want to be with Cody anymore. I personally think that Mary was on her way out mentally at the time of this divorce I think she didn't quite know how she would leave which is why she still hasn't left but I think that she maybe like subconsciously was like well I'll divorce Cody and gift it to Robin so I will have an easier out Without having to be confrontational, Mary is so passive aggressive and so non confrontational. Mary, Mary would drive me fucking nuts in real life. <laughs> so I think she saw like, if I do this, one, it will probably put me in like in a good place with Cody. It will put me in a good place with Robin. And then, like, if I do want to leave, it's easier for me to leave. I just don't believe that, like, this is a totally altruistic move that she did. And then, like, right after she does it, she, like, happens to start an online relationship with somebody. I think that she was already kind of on her way out because you kind of already have to be on your way out to start that online relationship in the first place, right? So she decides she's going to do this thing. Where she is going to let Cody marry Robin. Now, this is a huge deal because Mary is the first wife. In polygamous families, the first or the legal wife is quite important. You are the only one that has a legal recognition with your husband. Now, they go on and 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 on about how it doesn't matter and nobody's above each other and it's not special and blah, 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 blah. Of course it is. Of course it is um they talk about the fact that like if Robbie if Robbie if Cody is to become like medley, medically incapacitated or he is to die like Mary is the one that is in charge. Yes, you can have wills. Like you can have in some states you can't legally totally cut a wife out of your will. But like you can have a will that says like this Goes to this person, this goes to this person, this goes to this person. You can even create power of attorneys, which gives a non spouse like your the right to like you having your do controlling your affairs if you are unable to do so. That is not your spouse. Like there are ways to get around this, but legally speaking, that legally speaking, Mary is his next of kin. Mary's the one he owns the house with. Mary's the one that he files taxes with. Like, Mary is his wife. If you guys are big love fans, I am, of course, a big love fan. Like, this comes up all of the time, right? Like, Barbara is the legal wife. She is the one that, like, moves through the world with Bill. And Nikki and Marge um are not. And they do not get to do that with him. And it's always, like, this big, huge deal. Because being the legal wife in a world where polygamy is not really recognized, it's a big deal. So for Mary to give this status away means a lot, even though like they, and they, they acknowledge it and they do this like two talk of like, it means nothing, but it means something, but it means nothing, but it means something. Um, at one point, Mary says that she doesn't even want to be aware of the day Cody and Robin get married because it will make her sad, even though it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) And, you know, Cody and Robin are insisting, insisting, insisting that it has, that this date won't mean anything to them. But of course it will. Mary's 100% correct here. They do this really weird thing. Well, Cody does this weird thing where he and Robin insist to Mary that they want her to be at the wedding when they, like at the, they're not even calling it a wedding. They're calling it like when they get legally married. And they're like so... Insistent, they want her there. And Mary's like, no, no, no. Because remember, these people are so fucking jealous of one another. In the Brown family, they do not hug in front of one another. Like, none of the women are allowed to hug Cody in front of another one. When they like talk to him on the phone, if they're all together, they will like step away to talk to their husband because it's weird to talk to him in front of the other woman. That's why this is so illogical and does not work. Like, When Cody suggested recently that they all move into one big house and Christine and Mary were like, truly go fuck yourself, that will never happen. A big point was that they did not want to see their husband hugging somebody else goodbye. (laughs) It's from because of the fact that they are like not taught and they do not believe that they are all in one relationship together. So I mean, even if even in polyamorous relationships of course there's jealousy but like the fact it's just so deeply repressed in this family and it controls like all of their behavior and the interesting thing is that robin is always like you should kiss her in front of her like she'll be like Mary and Cody will be there and robin's like aren't you going to kiss her goodbye like go give her a kiss go give her a hug and it's it's because robin knows Cody loves her that's what it is like you like Robin's like, oh, I know he loves me. Cody and I fuck. <laughs> like, like, what do I care if Cody goes and gives another a kiss to his wife, his other wife? Like, I don't care. He's gonna come home and fuck me. And I, I really do think that that makes a lot of sense, right? Like, when you are secure and happy in your situation in life, it's easier for you to be happy for other people. And I think that in the Brown family usually the women, especially Mary Janelle and Christine, are in constant competition with one another. And personally, I think that Cody likes that. I think he likes the women to be deeply jealous over each other. I think he is like addicted to drama. I think he's very narcissistic. I think he really gets off on that, which is really, really shitty. But Cody's an asshole. So (laughs) <laughs> that also makes this terrible. But I kind of think that any man in this situation is an asshole. I think they have to be a real asshole to like want to have this type of power. It's a lot like I talked about in the Plaths last week and like the men that are in the IBLP movement in this indimental indimental independent fundamentalist Baptist movement, how I think narcissists are like really drawn to it. I feel the same way about polygamy. Like to want to have that much power over so many people is just, it's unnatural in my opinion. But Robin, like I said, she just, she loves Cody. Cody loves her. So she's fine with this. But making Robin the legal wife like really changes the fabric of their family. And we see it continue throughout. I mean, when they move to Flagstaff and everything is so uncertain, what is certain is that Robin and Cody will be on a lease together or on a mortgage together. You know what I mean? Like Robin and Cody are the team. And I think that making Robin the legal wife just kind of solidified it. Like that. that is... Here's the thing. I think Robin is selfish, which is why the audience doesn't like her. But I also think like she is Cody's wife and has been Cody's wife since she married him in a way that the other women are not. Um, Robin becoming the legal wife, I think, cemented the dynamics of their family that had totally changed since she married into it and really since they'd moved to Vegas. I honestly think that had Robin married into the family and they had like built an addition on that house that they had in Utah, I don't think things would have been so different i think it, i i just don't think they would be the way that they are now i think obviously the huge change was moving to vegas and for the first like what 2 years that they're there They live totally apart. They not only do they all have their own houses, but they live like significant distance away from each other. Then they move on to the cul de sac, which was the perfect setup. But they still are in their own homes, not really interacting with one another at all. And I think that that is really what changed the dynamic of the family. And even if Robin had never come on screen, and I mean they wouldn't have gotten a show if it wasn't for Cody marrying Robin, right? Because Why else would they have a show? But let's say, in a world where that wasn't the plot of the first season and it was just about Cody and the three women, like I really think that they would have still moved to Vegas and they still would have fallen apart because I think the only thing that was holding them together, because it's not love, (laughs) it's not family really, it's the fact that they physically lived in the same home. Now, they all had their own apartments, but they were in the same home and Cody could just like go around the three homes easily up and down the stairs. And I definitely think that when it comes to like being a family unit, when they moved out of that house, they lost that. And I think it's easy to attribute that to being Robin's fault because it happened around the same time. But I definitely think that's the bigger issue. Also, when they moved to Vegas, they like moved away from their church. And sent, you know, at the beginning of them living in Vegas, they would show them doing home church and like still seeming religious, but they don't seem to do anything religious anymore. They don't seem to really have like any part of a church anymore. And I think that probably obviously like really led them astray because if you're not doing this for God, why else are you doing it? You know, like why else would anybody do it? Okay, so Mary, you know, she decides that she's going to do this. They tell Christine and Janelle who. They're very nervous about telling because it changes the fabric of the family and Janelle and Christine don't really get a say in it. Christine is wildly happy. I was actually shocked rewatching this. I totally forgot that how happy that she was. I mean, good for her, like that she really was able to see the reasoning for it. Christine is very kind. Christine is very loving and Christine was like, oh, get give me those kids. (laughs) Christine's like, get me those kids. Give me those kids. Like, I just want those kids. Janelle, on the other hand, is upset. And she, you know, she admits eventually that it's not really rational, but she just doesn't really know, like, how to deal with it. Breaking news. Caitlin's baby is here. Let me go see if they have announced a name or anything no a name announced, but a happy birthday to the newest Baltiera, August 28th. We're glad you're here and you're happy and not happy, but you're here and you're safe and you're well. And Caitlin, I guess, is doing okay as well. So that's exciting. Live breaking news. <laughs> as I was saying, Janelle just gets it. Like she, I, I the, is that what I mean? She gets it? No, Janelle, uh, realizes that this is like a significant change in dynamics. Um, Like I said, Cody at first is like, Mary, be there. Mary, be there. Mary, be there. I need you to be there. We need you to be there. This is a team effort between us. Um, And then, of course, he when Mary finally is like, oh, yeah, I'll be there. He's like, well, I don't want you there. And then Cody says this thing where he's like, you know, Mary and I are often on opposite sides arguing and those sides will change. And I'm like, I think that's just you being an asshole. (laughs) I think that's you just being a fucking jerk. That when Mary comes around on something, you decide to fight her. Oh, he's just such an asshole. He does when Mary brings up this divorce. He is shook a little bit. He's like, well, do you want to divorce me? And Mary's like, no, of course not. He's like, well, you have to understand. Like, I, I just hear the word divorce and what the word divorce means, which I think is definitely a fair reaction to it. I don't often take Cody's side, but I can see being a little, like, startled by this news. Um, I think Cody also, like, really doesn't know how to play this, because I think Cody wants to be legally married to Robin, uh, because Cody does not love Mary. I don't think Cody has ever loved Mary. I Like I said, I think he's probably fond of Mary at that point still, but I don't think he loves Mary, and he loves Robin, and he wants to be with Robin, and he wants to adopt those kids. But I think he knows that he can't come across as happy about this because then he's acknowledging that legal wife means something. And then he's acknowledging that he wants Robin to be his legal wife. Also, like, it does impact Christine and Janelle and, like, how they, even though neither of them are legal wife, so they're not, their status isn't changing it's always been one way. And so for it to be this other way does affect them. And I think Cody just isn't quite sure how to play this. Cody is very concerned with not seeming like an asshole on TV, I think, even though he always seems like an asshole. I think he is quite concerned with it. And he's aware that like he will be coming off as an asshole if he's happy about this. So Cody and Mary get a divorce and then Robin and Cody get married. And they adopt the kids. I mean, they do. They adopt the kids eventually. It was like it was the right decision, but I kind of think it made an irreparable, irrep- I can't really say that word today, but they made like a really permanent change in dynamics that Mary was unable to come back from. I think that Mary does not know where she stands in the family anymore after the divorce. And I think that part of the reason that she wanted this divorce, like I said, is because she didn't necessarily want to be part of the family anymore. Then she meets this guy and she gets fucking humiliated by him, just straight up humiliated by him. She has to admit on national television that she cheated, although she doesn't really admit, but she has to share her humiliation with the world and I don't I think that the legal divorce has just left Mary incredibly vulnerable and they her and Cody have like never been able to come back from it. And I really wonder what the catfish fallout would have been if Mary and Cody were still legally married. Um, I think that because they're not legally married, Cody's just like, well, whatever. We're just living separate lives. We're living apart. I don't have to talk to Mary. I don't have to see Mary. Her and Cody do not talk anymore, which she's gotten really vocal about in the last season. She was like really vocal about it and would kind of set Cody up to look like an asshole. And she'd be like, well, you know, if you came around, you would know this is happening. (laughs) But they just they don't want to be with each other. Mary, I don't know why Mary won't leave. It it confuses me. It confuses me as to why Mary won't leave because they're like she doesn't get anything out of being in this marriage. I'm pretty sure Mary does pretty well for herself with Lularoe, or at least at one point was doing pretty well for herself. Um, the air, not the Airbnb, but the BNB does seem to be successful. But I'm not sure how much money she's making off of that. I think it has an incredibly high overhead cost and you just like can't make that much money when you only have four rooms or whatever to rent out if it's even four rooms. So I'm not sure if she makes like a ton of money doing that. But I think Mary is pretty independent. I think Mary's biggest mistake was leaving Vegas. I think that she made a huge mistake leaving Vegas and she never should have left. Mary had a life there. She had friends outside the family. She seemed really happy. And I think moving to Flagstaff was just an extra terrible idea for her. Um, She doesn't seem to be in Flagstaff very often. I think for all intents and purposes, Mary and Cody are not a couple, but, like, they're not sure how to not be a couple. You know, like, Cody's never going to leave any of these women, ever. They're going to have to leave him. Christine sold her house, by the way, and there's no news as to where she's moving to. I am really hoping she's moving to Utah and she's leaving Cody. Like, Christine... I think Christine, a big factor in Christine's life is her children being in happy relationships. I really think that Christine, seeing what a happy relationship looks like in her children and like seeing how happy and fulfilled they are, monogamous relationships has been a real wake-up call for her. I would love to see her move to Utah. Although I know her kids that are still at home don't necessarily want to move, but she needs to get away from Cody. I desperately need her to get away from Cody. I think Janelle will probably be with Cody till the end of time. Um, I do think that, like, whoever the first wife to leave is, they have a chance to make a lot of money, right? Like, they're leaving a lot of money on the table not leaving Cody. That's a book. That's a TV show. You're getting at least one season of being Mary or being Christine when you leave Cody. Like, we want to see that So, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. I would hope that they're filming. I haven't heard anything about a new season, but the last season ended quite, like, they stopped filming that, like, I think over a year ago at this point. Like, I think that they had stopped filming by last summer. So I hope that there is a new season coming. I mean, McKelty got pregnant and had a baby at the time since they stopped filming, so I, I definitely want to see that play out on the show. By the way, that baby is very cute. Little baby Avalon, New Jersey is quite cute. A lot of people didn't think it was cute when it was she was born, but I just saw a picture of her the other day, and she's really cute. Christine has nothing to gain from staying with Cody. He does not want to be with her. She does not want to be with him. Cody doesn't want to be a polygamist anymore. I think that Cody and Janelle will probably never officially split and he'll continue to go over there like once a week or whatever. I think Robin probably likes it. She's like, okay, get out of my hair for a week. I don't think Robin and Cody are that happy anymore. um, But I do think that they are still in love and like are in it for the long haul. Like I would be surprised if Robin and Cody ever got divorced. I'd be really surprised. Man, I just, Mary doing this for Robin and Cody was incredibly generous in a way that I question because nobody in this family is that generous and I just have to think it's not a coincidence that the catfishing and the emotional affair happens like very shortly after this you know like it just I wonder if she was already like talking to men online when she did this I really wonder also I would like to see Mary date a woman (laughs) I would really like to see that um, I think that's it for me talking about this sister arrives this week. You know, I just I like the Browns. Like I like to watch them. I don't like any of them personally. Look, and if Robin is an evil master manipulator, like hats off, girlfriend. <laughs> she came into a polygamous family as the fourth wife and got herself bumped up to first wife. So like good for you. <laughs> By the way, Robin has like a full on skis and greetings from Michael Scott type of picture in her house where when the kids got adopted, she had a picture drawn of the three kids as babies with a young Cody, which is fucking weird, Robin. Like, that's not their bot Like, they have a biological father. He might be shitty, but like they have one. Cody was not there and it's Okay. Oh, gosh. All right, guys. I hope that everybody has a nice week. I hope that you enjoyed this trip to Las Vegas, Nevada, and then maybe Flagstaff. And, um, oh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about before we left is just that um, Mary and Janelle fucking hate each other. And this is the season that they, season nine is the season where they, like, start to work on it and go to therapy. And guess what? It doesn't work. <laughs> It does not work. It never works. They still fucking hate each other. And it's interesting to like rewatch this and remember that they like decide they're going to make this honest effort and then realize, oh, they still hate each other. (laughs) All right. I hope that everyone has a fun week, a good week. I will talk to you again next week. Come follow me on Instagram, feathers underscore pod. Subscribe to my Patreon. This week I believe is going to be an episode on Juggalos. Next week Celebrity Rehab Season 3, which I'm watching right now and is just totally nuts, and I will talk to you later. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.